Blog Talk Radio. Tonight on Dr. Anonymous Show 145, a good uh, clinical topic tonight uh, having to do with uh, wound care. Our guest coming up in a little bit uh, will be uh, Drew Griffin, who is a clinical wound care specialist nurse and works with the Wound Care Education Institute. You can get there by going to wcei.net. Drew's personal website can be found at drewmgriffith.com. And a pretty cool uh, tech and social media resume as well. Plus, I'll also briefly be talking about a very cool recognition today. I received from Blogger, being called their blog of the day. All that and a lot more on this gold medal edition of the Dr. Anonymous show starting right now. That's right, bringing you the best that medicine and social media has to offer. This is the Dr. Anonymous Show on the Block Talk Radio Network. I am, of course, your favorite physician host. My name is Mike, but my friends, like all of you out there, you can call me Dr. Ray. You can always find me at dranonymous.com. That brings you the most current show schedule some blog posts, which I'll be talking about a little bit, and uh, some TV interviews that I've done in the past. You can also go to dranonymous.net. That brings you to my Facebook fan page. Shout out to all 167 Facebook fans. I very much appreciate that. That also brings you some exclusive behind-the-scenes video of me doing this show and you can also go to dranonymous.org. That takes you right to my iTunes page where, yes, you can have access to all 145 shows. And you can also leave a comment over there. Uh, and you can also listen to this show in real time on your iPhone or BlackBerry. I know you're out there. You could just uh, direct your mobile bra- browser to blogtalkradio.com slash Dr. Anonymous, and you can listen on your phone. Today is Thursday, February 11th, 2010. It is 9 p.m. Eastern Time, and temperature at broadcast time here at Dr. Anonymous World Headquarters feels like 15 degrees, and yes, I heard that it's snowing in Texas tonight. 
What does that mean? I have no idea. I want to give a shout-out to all my friends out there in Dallas who are having a good time this evening. Our guest coming up in a little bit will be uh, Drew Griffin, clinical wound care specialist nurse, also works with the Wound Care Education Institute. You can get there by going to wcei.net. His personal website is drewmgriffin.com, and you can follow him on Twitter at drewmgriffin. Wound care is uh, it, it's really important. It's, it's a very important topic uh, these days. I admit I don't know much about it. I've learned a little bit uh, from the uh, wound care people at my hospital, so this will be a, a good conversation here tonight. And uh, uh, Drew and I have kind of been following each other over the past couple of years, but uh, we were able to meet up at uh, PodCamp Ohio uh, 2009, where he, uh, if I recall right, he uh, drove all night after working to get to Columbus, Ohio, uh, to get to PodCamp. We had a great conversation out there. But first, I do want to thank Blog Talk Radio for featuring the show again here this evening. For those of you who are new to the show, welcome. I have been a social media hobbyist since 2005. And if you're curious, yes, I am a family physician. I'm a real physician in full-time private practice, uh, meaning I see patients five days a week in the hospital and in my office here in beautiful northeastern Ohio. And if you're listening live, you'll... Be able to see my shining face in the webcam here this evening. Uh, If you go to the top of the chat room, you can click on the webcam icon, and you can see me doing the show live. But there is a little bit of a lag between the video stream and the audio stream, so don't let that scare you. Uh, You can also enter our chat room here if you're listening live. I want to give a big shout-out to everyone in the chat room there. We have Dennis. We have our guest, we have Liz, we have Agent Merv, we have Girl007, we have J-Man and Ramona. I know we'll be probably others filtering in during the course of the show. Before we go to the break, uh, and I'm going to talk about this more on the uh, Saturday night show, show number 146, but a very pleasant surprise happened to me uh, earlier this afternoon. Uh, and, uh, uh, I was, uh, the, the blog, the Dr. Anonymous blog, the DrAnonymous.com was recognized by Blogger, the blog engine that I use, uh, as the blogger, quote, blog of note, unquote. And I found that out around 3 p.m. local time when I checked my stats and I saw a huge surge in hits on the blog. So, but I'll talk about that more on show 146 on Saturday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. So we will go to the break here, and after the break here, uh, we will uh, have our guest, Drew Griffin. You're listening to the Dr. Anonymous Show, a proud member of the Better Health Network. You can get there at getbetterhealth.com, and also a proud member of the ProMed Network of Podcasts, You can get there by going to promednetwork.com, and we will be right back.
right. Lowering your blood pressure one point at a time. This is the Dr. Anonymous Show live on the Blog Talk Radio Network. On the line right now, we have uh, Drew Griffin. Welcome to the show there, Drew. Dr. Ray, it's been a privilege to uh, listen to you all these years, and uh, uh, I really appreciate the opportunity to come on the show. So uh, you are... uh, you're in the uh, Pennsylvania area, is that is that right? I'm sorry, that you, you broke up there. What was that? You uh, you, you live over there in uh, in uh, Pennsylvania, somewhere over there? Yeah, just outside uh, Philadelphia, uh, between Reading, Pennsylvania, and Philadelphia. Snow infested at this point. Yeah, how much uh, how much snow did you get out there uh, your way over there? Well, over the last week, we got uh, close to 60 inches. Um, it's uh, all the snow drift and whatnot. Uh, the last one we had just over 25, and again uh, just yesterday, another 25 inches plus snow drift. We're looking somewhere about 60 inches. Wow, man! <laughs> uh, I saw some of the videos that you've been putting up uh, today. Uh, so it's uh, that that whole uh, snow begetting thing. I guess is happening where you're at right now. Oh, it's been uh, nothing but joy and backache with uh, shoveling and snow blowing the the whole bit, and I'm down with it. But I've I've had just about enough. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get into this here a little bit. So, are you are you originally from uh, from that part of the country over there? Yeah, yeah. I was born and raised in Philadelphia. Um, went to school in Philly and uh, moved to the suburbs about ten years ago. Um, Married, have three beautiful daughters, and uh, we now uh, reside in Douglasville, Pennsylvania. A beautiful semi-farmland, um, about 45 minutes outside of Philadelphia. Wow. Hmm. Uh, so I'm curious about your background. Uh, was there anybody uh, in your family uh, in medicine uh, growing up, or how, how did you get influenced to choose um, health and medicine as a career? Uh, interestingly enough, I got sidetracked. I was um, in um, I was playing sports and injured my knee and, and got sidetracked and ended up helping out in in uh, the sports medicine area uh, for for college and uh, was sidetracked a little bit and ended up uh, getting an assignment um, in a in a park uh, where they had a cross country meet uh, in Philadelphia. And uh, one of the uh, runners so happened to um, injure himself. He was running through uh, the wooded area and came across a, a hidden sign. Um, he sustained an injury and ended up uh, having to be medevaced because he had lost so much blood. Um, really? Yeah, yeah. Lo and behold, I ended up going with him, and uh, the rest is history. I ended up meeting a bunch of uh uh, emergency room nurses, a bunch of male nurses, and yeah, I was hooked. You know, I was pretty uh, pretty stoked at that point, and uh, the rest is history. Ended up uh, going in that direction. Wow. Huh. Um, so, uh, how did you get more experience in that area? Did, did you kind of volunteer growing up and trying to trying to figure out, you know, specifically kind of wanted it, what you wanted to do as far as a career? Well, I'd uh, I'd always been interested in science, and um, I was considering uh, going uh, biomed at that point. 
um, possibly going into med school. Um, I'd always been in, you know, the service uh, side of, uh, you know, the career, just kind of interested in helping people out, that type of thing. And, and uh, that just kind of pushed me over the edge. Um, and at that point, I uh, decided to move into uh, studying uh, nursing uh, full-time. And, and uh, then as my career passed along, it's uh, kind of where I got hooked on wound care. Yeah, talk about that a little bit. How did how did how did that become an interest area uh, for you, uh, wound care? Well, the challenges were, you know, I I, I kept on getting these uh, these cases where these uh, I was exposed to a lot of, uh, believe it or not, horrific uh, wounds that people had sustained um, in in various areas, and it, it just so happened to be that I was always. Uh, on the, the particular units that had very interesting cases um, early on. Um, you know, I've been a nurse about 16 years now, so back then it wasn't as, as uh, specialized as it is now. Um, there were always ET nurses, but few and far between, uh, you know, the enterostomal therapist nurses, that they were called at that point. Um, so I, I guess I got lucky uh, a lot of the time uh, I was more on the specialized units, ended up in the ICU, um, ended up in orthopedics where um, a lot of people were not moving at that point and ended up, unfortunately, with uh, pressure ulcers and that type of thing. Uh, did a fair share of uh, work in some long-term care units, and um, they were, you know, had a lot of prevalence there and a lot of wound, different types of wounds. Um, so, you know, that from that point, it kind of uh, snowballed into, you know, having an interest in, in specializing in, you know, treating these things, um, you know, these pressure ulcers and these various types of wounds that I was exposed to. Um, I, I just seemed to gravitate to that. And uh, the, the one thing that, that really, you know, made me interested in it was, um, the quantitatively, you can kind of see these things heal uh, over over time if you treat them properly, and uh, that gave me a lot of satisfaction. Um, you know, so certain other types of diagnoses, uh, you just don't see uh, the results immediately, and, and sometimes that can be frustrating um, when you're seeing patients uh, on a brief uh, period of time. You always kind of wonder what happened with them uh, over time, especially in a hospital-based setting, not, not necessarily in a practice um, where you get to see them, you know, on a routine basis or a semi-routine basis. Uh, these guys are kind of one, you know, at, the, at that time it was more uh, one-shot deals. You know, you kind of see them and then, you know, they're, they're an afterthought. Um, so in long-term care and, and some of these clinic opportunities that I, that I was exposed to, uh, you see these patients, you know, repeatedly, sometimes twice a week, sometimes, you know, a few times over uh, over a course of a month, and you can, you know, quantitatively see these things, see these wounds and these 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 horrific things uh, get better, um, and that's that's kind of what the uh, the satisfaction part of it is when you when you can actually do something for somebody and, and see them heal right before your eyes. Is there a uh, well? There probably is. Well, what is kind of the the training or the the certification process specifically um, for like wound care? Um, is there a certification for that? Or well, sure. Well, funny that you should mention that. I actually work for 
um, a, a fantastic company um, called the Wound Care Education Institute, uh, through which I, I became associated with by, by actually taking their course. Um, you know, you, the, the course itself um, is run by, by the company, and you end up um, you know, with, a, with a credential that's uh, nationally recognized, a, a WCC, which stands for Wound Care, Certific Wound Care Certified. Um, and it was, um, yeah, I'd like to kind of get into talking a little bit about the Wound Care Education Institute, maybe um, because I, I believe in their mission. Um, you know, the disparity in the knowledge that's out there uh, with wound care uh, specifically in, in, in specializing in this and, and, and with, with trained professionals, uh, there, there's a big disparity out there. Um, so a little bit about WCI, WCI if I may. Um, yeah, go ahead. It was actually started by uh, two nurses, uh, Nancy Morgan and Donna Sardina, um, who, who had basically identified um, improperly treated wounds in their nursing careers. Um, and combined with uh, the great need for wound care specialization, um, they came up with uh, this this company, and uh, they basically started training um, wound care professionals, uh, you know, the healthcare professionals to become wound care professionals. Um, so they do it in a in a seminar based fashion, um, which is really hands on. It's a, it's a fantastic dynamic course. It's, it's intensive. And uh, they, they go through uh, from A to Z. You know, they, they really go over uh, philosophy, um, some theory, but more so on the hands-on. Um, they really provide a high-quality education. Um, and, and it's just kind of trending where uh, the thought process was before where only you know, certain types of professionals were trained in, um, in, in wound care. So what these guys did, what, the, what Nancy and, and Donna have done, have, uh, have taken the industry by the hand and have trained well over 9,000 uh, healthcare professionals um, and, and they've become wound care certified. Um, so further, you know, they, they, they started doing consultancy and basically took that concept and realized that they couldn't touch all the lives that weren't necessary uh, out there, people that were suffering from these wounds. And they, uh, you know, they, they, they taught the, the, the teachers. They taught the, the nurses, the therapists, the physicians out there to, um, you know, to really know how to identify these wounds and how to treat them properly. So, I mean, it's a, this whole area of wound care is very, uh, it's very complex, and I get, I get easily confused um, because it seems very complex to me as far as the ways to treat certain wounds. Um, is, is, is the training process very complicated? Is, is, it, a, is it a long process to, to you know, reach that, the prerequisites for certification? How does that work? Well, the, the prerequisites at this point, and it's kind of interesting, on, on a professional level, um, the, the, the requirements are uh, about two years of, of medical training of, of some sort, obviously nurses or therapists. Um, they, they have actually instituted a, um, 
a few programs within the last year that have opened up the opportunity for others to to um, you know to get into wound care and to understand it a little bit better. Uh, for uh, there's a preceptorship program where nurses who fairly new newly trained nurses uh, can have the opportunity to do a preceptorship through uh, the National Alliance of Wound Care, which is a certifying body um, for. Uh, for wound care uh, certified nurses and, and uh, professionals. So what, what they, essentially through that platform, they are able to you know, be pre precepted by a, a wound care certified nurse that has been approved by the NAWC or the National Alliance of Wound Care. Uh, and they more or less spend time with them, kind of like a resident does. Uh, they're overseen by you know, somebody that is trained specifically in, in, um, in wound care so they, they cover all bases. Um, the, the certification program itself is uh, it's essentially a week-long program. Um, it's about 40 hours worth of, of uh, didactic work. Um, it's intensive, but it's very dynamic. They essentially walk you through the program. Um, it's very helpful to have had some type of, of healthcare uh, training, some background, uh, so you can understand the jargon and understand what uh, what they're actually talking about. Um, on that note, um, they've, they've uh, transcended it a little bit and have uh, instituted a new program within the last year. It's the, the first of its kind, uh, and that's the cutting edge of this company is they've actually uh, brought a new certification um, for you know, non-medical uh, professionals. Uh, it's called the Certified Wound Care Market Specialist. Um, and that's a credential that's given to uh, DME reps or durable medical equipment reps or medical supply company reps that uh, specifically deal with wound care products. Um, in the industry, obviously in clinics and nursing homes and hospitals, uh, often these, these reps are bringing new products, uh, wound care dressings and gels and that sort of thing, uh, to market. And you know, part of their job is to train and educate the wound care specialists that are using these uh, these products. So Nancy and and Donna and, and the whole uh, staff at WCEI thought it was a a, a needed feature, um, and they 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 offer this certification now for uh, for reps uh, to, and it's basically the same course. Uh, they they go through the the same intensity. They understand. Uh, the stuff that we're dealing with, the, the, uh, the wounds that we're dealing with, they understand the etiology, they understand um, what, they, what they need to know in order to converse with the physicians, the, the nurses, and the decision makers when it uh, comes to the care of people that have wounds. So, um, so, so I'm a physician, I'm an idiot. Uh, and you know, I, I don't in my small community hospital. I don't have any kind of wound care specialist or anything like that. So, can you kind of walk me through as far as you know? I, I'm a physician with very little training, or my nurse with very little training or knowledge about wound care. What kind of approach um, would you suggest as far as you know? I have an in-hospital patient with an infection and I have this wound sitting there in front of me, um, kind of what are the basics as far as kind of going through and evaluating a wound? 
Well, not unlike a um, an assessment that a, a physician or a nurse would do, um, more specifically geared to the wound, um, it, it all comes about uh, an assessment. You know, taking a head-to-toe approach, kind of finding out um, what what uh, medical history that they have and what may have contributed to this wound. Um, physical assessment of the wound would include. Uh, taking a look at the size and shape and location of where the wound may be. Um, what's going on with the wound? Is it, is it draining? Is it, is it dry? Um, is there an odor to it? Um, you know, other diagnostics you know, may uh, give us an idea of what's going on with the wound. And uh, I mean, it's a general question. There are some diagnostics that could go, in, go involved. Um, you know, uh, that would help us figure out what type of wound we're dealing with. Um, industry standards and, uh, you know, diagnosing the wound and, and uh, staging the wound if it's stageable. Um, a staging of a wound is typically de denoting the, the level of injury, uh, whether it's a stage one through four, uh, one being kind of superficial, stage four being uh, the worst, um, down to bone, um, yeah, if there's an arterial component to it, venous comp uh, component to it, yeah, and location. Sometimes, you know, these wounds are, are diabetic wounds uh, or have a diabetic, um, you know, uh, contribution to it. You know, it, there, there may be mixed etiology involved. Um, it, it's kind of like a big puzzle, but knowing, you know, what the possibilities are kind of gives you the idea of, of how to actually treat the wound. So um, it's not just a, you know, stick a Band-Aid on it and hope it's not there uh, approach. It's really, really evolved. Uh, and that's what the Wound Care Education Institute has done for me and, and uh, a lot of other nurses is really dig down deep into, you know, what these things are and, and how to tr properly treat it. Um, one person is not... Uh, one person's wound is not the exact same way that you treat another wound. Um, you know, some some uh, instinct guidelines are, you know, pressure relief and making sure that whatever is causing the wound is uh, reversed uh, you know, optimally. And, so, and sometimes uh, they're not reversible. And uh, that's kind of where things are. It's, it gives you kind of a schematic to, to follow. That's... Uh, that's what wound care certified nurses bring to the table. Mm. Yeah, I mean, with this, uh, I mean, with diabetes just kind of exploding, uh, which is unfortunate. Um, would it be fair to say that uh, you know, a lot of these wounds that are that are being seen now are from for patients with diabetes? Oh, sure, sure. I mean, uh, it's 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 a silent killer. Um, our our growing waistlines uh, and, and undiagnosed diabetes, um, you know, can certainly contribute to, you know, these uh, these wounds, and um, you know, the, the the best way to really treat the wound is to prevent it in the first place. Um, and unfortunately, some of these diagnoses like diabetes and and arteriosclerosis and, and things of that are hidden. Don't man, don't present themselves until it's too late. You know, they're, until they're manifested. Um, 
Um, so yeah, absolutely. Diabetes is uh, certainly uh, a big contributor to wound care uh, or, or wounds, and um, it, it's certainly a, a crutch in, in the way that we have to treat patients. Um, our guest is uh, Drew Griffin, clinical wound care specialist nurse, uh, works with the Wound Care Education Institute, WCEI.net. Um, and I saw on, on the website there uh, you crawling into a hyperbaric chamber, which I thought is very interesting. Uh, what can you tell me about uh, hyperbaric oxygen treatment? What, what, what do you tell people or what do you tell patients when uh, when they when you talk to them about it or when they ask you about something like that? Well, I'll tell you, I've, I've had the uh, the, the uh, extreme privilege to work in an environment that that has uh, this technology, and uh, as an adjunctive therapy, um, I can I can honestly say that I, I've seen some of the most amazing healing rates um, uh, that I've ever seen. Um, what, what I can say about uh, the patients' reactions are you know, most, of the, most of the people that, that actually are qualified for this type of treatment, um, their initial concern is of claustrophobia. And the reason that I had done that video was to kind of give people an idea of, of uh, through, through a video is kind of show them what it's like inside one of those chambers. Now, the chamber that you did see in that video is called a monoplace chamber. And it's, a, it's a chamber that one person can go into. And um, the, the basics about hyperbaric therapy without going into a long dissertation is uh, essentially a patient is, is uh, placed into uh, a near 100% acrylic uh, cylindrical tube um, that is uh, compressed with with uh, near 100% uh, oxygen. And right now, you and I are breathing 21% oxygen. And inside the chamber, it's uh, near 100%, so roughly about five times the amount of oxygen that one would breathe. Now, combined with the amount of pressure that's exerted on the body, what happens is uh, our blood vessels are hyperoxygenated with, uh, well, obviously oxygen. So people that have uh, qualifying diagnoses like diabetes and osteomyelitis or uh, osteoradionecrosis of the jaw, radiation injuries, to mention a few, um, they would qualify for this type of treatment. And those, those types of, of, um, of diagnoses, now uh, let me correct myself, diabetic wounds, uh, not diabetes, doesn't treat diabetes, it treats diabetic uh, wounds that are, that are of a level three. Uh, basically, they call it a Wagner grade three ulcer. That would be a qualifying diagnosis for this type of therapy. And the, the compressed oxygen inside our blood vessels actually uh, helps the healing process where our wounds need oxygen in order to heal. So obviously, providing more oxygen under compression Will uh, will theoretically and scientifically, it actually helps uh, helps the healing rates increase. Uh, and how long uh, time wise is a treatment? Is it like a few minutes? Is is it an hour typically? Or 
Well, the actually the people are pretty surprised um, when we initially uh, do an evaluation. It's typically um, it's a two-hour commitment, uh, roughly five days a week. And typically, what they do is they they order about 30 treatments um, initially. So you're looking at about six weeks worth of treatment, and we do weekly evaluations of the wounds to see if they're improving. And that's one of the Medicare Medicare guidelines is that uh, the wound needs to show uh, measurable signs of improvement in order for the therapy to continue and to uh, to be reimbursable. Um, so. Yeah, that's uh, that's typically the the initial. Uh, some patients go on for you know more sessions. Some people start or, or stop uh, their therapies sooner because their wounds heal. And unfortunately, some people just can't tolerate um, being enclosed in that environment. Um, so it does take a little bit of getting used to. Um, the the amount of pressure that's put on the body is roughly being about. 33 feet of seawater um, is the amount of uh, amount of pressure that's actually put on the body, and uh, sometimes people just can't take that pressure, which is you know they mostly feel it in their ear. They have inner ear pressure, and, um, and the simple remedy for that is uh, maybe not so so simple, but they end up getting uh, tubes in their ears uh, called a myringotomy. And uh, right. usually, usually when they have that, they it's uh, they can tolerate the procedure, and and uh, they go to sleep. They watch TV, and uh, that's about it. Who is the uh, who is kind of the ideal patient for uh, that type of treatment? Is, is it does it really just come down to the stage of the wound, um, or, and, well, and if they're uh, they're not uh, too claustrophobic? Well, yeah, it's, uh, the compliance is uh, is the main factor. Um, most of the uh, there there are pre-qualifying diagnoses that uh, people would need to have in order to qualify for a reversible dive. Um, so most of the time, uh, patients that have had that have wounds that have evidence of osteomyelitis. Um, diabetic patients that have a Wagner grade three, um, uh, patients that have uh, osteoradionecrosis of the jaw, uh, those are that have had uh, you know some type of radiation or uh, chemotherapy that have that have uh, deteriorate, deteriorated the bone. Um, uh, we we see most of the patients that we see are are diabetics. That have uh, a grade three wound or a level three wound, it's pretty much into the muscle. Um, that's that's been primarily uh, the patients that we have treated. Although there are there are other patients, uh, radiation injuries, uh, radiation burns, um, those types of of uh, patients that have chronic wounds that just won't heal to sta- you know to to standard therapy. Um, they they end up being qualified for, for for hyperbaric oxygen therapy. Hmm. Okay. There's a couple questions uh, in our chat room. I don't want to get you all nervous, but the uh, the famous Dr. Val is in our chat room here this evening. Hey, Dr. And, Val. Uh, uh, so she has a couple of questions. First is, um, are there any wound care courses coming to the C area? 
And the second one is, um, are there resources out there? I presume she's asking maybe like web resources or webinars or um, CD, DVD resources for uh, and probably for docs uh, to educate themselves on uh, wound care. Uh, absolutely. Um, well, I, I, I don't uh, want to uh, just focus on WCEI, but the, you know, obviously the web has has a lot of different resources, and I'm going to be a little bit biased. Um, WCEI.net has a tremendous amount of links uh, to various um, companies, various resources, downloadable resources with uh, with regards to wound care. Um, we do provide courses uh, throughout the year and in, in various parts of the country. If you go to WCEI.net, um, there is a tab there for dates and locations. And uh, we're, we're pretty much scheduled through, throughout the rest of the year in various parts of the country, uh, east coast to west coast. And uh, there's, a, there's a list there of, uh, of those locations. Um, we also do one-day seminars, and if uh, there's a request from a specific facility um, or hospital that want a, a one-day seminar, they can feel free to contact uh, us at WCEI, and uh, we'll, we can arrange to uh, have that program done uh, on location. So yeah, there's a tremendous amount of resources right there on the site. And uh, for for docs, nurses, therapists, and reps. Cool, cool. Um, before I move on, because I, I do want to talk about you personally, because you have a great story. Um, is there anything else that um, I forgot to ask, or you think um, the listeners would need to know about one wound care and two uh, the Wound Care Education Institute? Well, sure. Uh, if I may, I'd, I'd like to mention that uh, at the, in September, uh, we are actually going to have a uh, national seminar in Las Vegas, of all places. Um, we had our, our national convention last year. It's called Wild on Wounds, and it will be held September 23rd through the 25th at the Paris Hotel. It's a, it's a wonderful wow. seminar where uh, people... Uh, come from all over, all over the country, and they learn uh, specific wound care techniques and uh, various types of speakers. I'll actually be speaking there this year, and uh, yeah, that's a, it's a plug for that. But that it's a it's one of my favorite shows to go to. That's a that's a tough gig, you know. I mean, uh, you know, all the all the all the conferences are in Vegas. I mean, that's got to be <laughs> it's got to be rough for you, you know. It's really difficult. Uh, do, do you do a lot of traveling? Um, I mean, maybe not just for WCEI, but you know, for just for teaching in general, or or conferences, or you know, that type of thing. Yeah, the last couple of years, I, I have been traveling um, more, getting into the tech scene. Um, you know, obviously with PodCamp, it's uh, it's one of my favorite uh, shows to go. It's it's a uh, you know, very personal, um, personable. You get to meet a lot of people that are share their knowledge freely. Um, I've uh, been traveling a lot more uh, over the past year. I do enjoy it. Um, I, I unfor uh, Fortunately and unfortunately, I've got a uh, you know, young family, so it's tough at times. I, I, I like to spend time with them and 
and unfortunately uh, traveling um, you know doesn't allow me to spend the time that I do wish to have with them uh, but yeah yeah I, I enjoy I enjoy getting to the conferences um, and and learning and learning the new techniques and new uh, new technology that's out there our guest is uh, Drew Griffin. His uh, website is uh, drewmgriffin.com, and you can follow him on Twitter at uh, drewmgriffin. Uh, so let's kind of switch gears here. So you're you're quite the geek here, uh, and, uh, and and I'm proud of that. Uh, good job with that. Uh, uh, my, my my first question on on this thing is, uh, yeah, I, let's talk about iPad. Uh, what what are your impressions of it, and uh, when are you going to get one? Well, yeah, I'm definitely going to get one. Um, you know, my my wife uh, would would probably uh, encourage me not to get one. I, anytime there's a new shiny Apple gadget, I, I'll, I'll admit it right now. I'm an Apple fanboy. Um, I just like the simplicity. I think that the iPad has a lot of potential. Um, I think versions 2.0 and 3.0, which I will probably also get, um, will be just that much better. But what I am envisioning for for this and, and what I could do with it is um, is very exciting. There's things that I can't do with the iPhone per se. Um, in, in terms of, of healthcare and healthcare, I find that this could be a tremendous teaching tool, uh, a very visual tool that someone can hold in the palm of their hand, and we can teach them. You know, through various apps that could either that either already exist or could be developed. Hint, hint. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I'm I'm uh, I'm very excited about it. I think the multimedia aspect to it, the, the photographs, it's just a beautiful looking uh, device. Uh, it, it does have it, it has its quirks. And it has some some things that I wish that it that it, it doesn't have some of the things that I wish it did have, like a USB port and some other things, like a camera. Uh, but, you know, I'll make the yeah. first version. Yeah, okay, fanboy. So uh, no flash, no camera, USB. What, what's your response to that? Well, to, to uh, you know, version 2.0, it does have some accessories that will come with it, but the things that it does does have for for the version one, what I will probably use it for, um, yeah, I'll I'll oversee that for now. I'll, I'll it's an oversight for me. <laughs> um, and looking looking at your site here, uh, DrewMGriffin.com, yeah, you, you have quite the tech resume. Uh, I'm pretty impressed by it. Uh, just just reading your kind of your about page. You mentioned eBay. You mentioned being a digital media consultant. Uh, talk a little bit about that. Uh, your your interest as a consultant in digital media and and uh, that type of stuff. Well, you know, over the past year. Um, what, what, what I've seen, and, and there's there's a lot of so-called um, social media gurus that are out there, and and I don't know what that word really means, but um, I, I've taken what I've learned, and, uh, and and I'm teaching people, and opening people's eyes. Uh, some of the people, some of my friends, and some of the businesses that I know that haven't uh, engaged in social media and using some of the tech toys that I do use and love um, as, as a business tool, 
I know that they can enhance their businesses. They can get well known uh, very quickly. Um, you know, take any viral video that's out there, and uh, you see some of the views that are out there. You know, the cost to make a video is so cheap these days that people would be crazy not to use YouTube and and Vidler and some of these other uh, great companies that are out there uh, to help spread their message and word. Um, I've, I've tried different platforms with blogging. Most recently I've, uh, I've uh, really enjoyed developing uh, websites and, and helping people understand blogging, understanding how to get their message out. Um, I've been using a, a theme called uh, Headway Themes to help develop sites, which is a, a very, very user-friendly, non coding necessary uh, theme for WordPress uh, that you could basically get a website up and up and running looking semi halfway decent in uh, roughly 15-20 minutes and be able to get your message out to the rest of the world um, you know, uh, relatively quickly. So if I can do it for myself, um, why can't I do it for businesses and, and, uh, and help them spread their word? Um, and, and help them understand the whole web, the internet, and, and how to really get their message out. So that's why I decided to, to get into some consultancy and, and uh, you know, teamed up with some, some very talented people that uh, are, are, have skills that I don't possess and um, you know, help to, to help uh, you know, get the whole experience down pat. You know, they, they want the entire package and, and sometimes um, doing that alone uh, isn't necessarily the best thing to do. So teaming up with people that, and surrounding yourself with people that, uh, you know, can contribute and know a lot more than you do, just just helps strengthen you that much more. So, uh, so talk to people. Um, how, how, in your opinion, how important is it for health and medicine to be involved? Um, in social and digital media in Europe? I, I think it's uh, absolutely uh, essential that, that the, the trend uh, moves in that direction. I think it would, uh, there, there's some reluctancy that I sense with a lot of hospitals and, and uh, medical, uh, the medical institution in, in general. Um, they're afraid of it because of what they deem as consequences. Uh, obviously, HIPAA and some other privacy laws and whatnot preclude them from, you know, from really getting into it. But, you know, there are very successful um, medical media people that are out there. Dr. Val, uh, you, yourself, uh, Kevin MD, um, Emerge Blog. Uh, there, there's, there's so much information out there um, from qualified professionals that, that are sharing some, some amazing stories and knowledge with the rest of us. And the trend that I think that we could really grasp is, is, uh, is an education basis. If we can educate our patients and, and the general public about some, uh, some of our healthcare issues, you know, why, why, can't, they, why can't they embrace it? I, I really think that they, that the, the, the public and, and uh, the medical professionals will gravitate to that point. They're, they're already grasping the Internet. More and more people are getting on there 
and not everybody has it, but a great number of people are using it already. So it just makes sense. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, and I, I see that um, you um, have on your site here personal branding. Um, what is your thoughts on uh, all personal brands, or what, how do you advise people when they ask you what, what's a personal brand, and, and why is it important to me, even if you know I'm in, I just have a Facebook page, or I just on Twitter as far as social media goes. Well, I guess that's a, a big keyword, a big phrase these days that pe people are throwing around in personal branding. I think it's very important that people represent themselves uh, in the way that they want to be seen um, and, and to be real about themselves. Um, everybody has an opportunity uh, to, to promote themselves in, in the best light possible um, and, uh, and be able to showcase that to not only uh, their their friends and relatives and, and potential business partners or and businesses, uh, but uh, personal branding is is uh, is is essential. I mean, you, you see some people like you know, uh, and I, I hate to be so cliche, but you know, using the the word of uh, words of uh, you know Gary Vaynerchuk of Wine Library TV. Guy just crushes it. He he personally is branding himself and, and is enjoying the fruits of his labor. Uh, Chris Brogan, you know, when you mention you know uh, social engagement and and uh, you know personal social media and things of that nature, and just being able to engage with your 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 community, uh, you think of guys like that. Um, you know, uh, Lewis Howes, who who is a big LinkedIn uh, fan. You know, these people are are crushing their businesses and and uh, putting themselves out there and making a name name for themselves by personally branding themselves to their their work and and uh, their mantra their their mission in life is to is to do good things for other people and, and contribute valuable information. Um, so why not do that for yourself in in your personal uh, life through um, through Facebook through your social media. Uh, digital stamp, you know, being consistent through all the platforms, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, whatever, whatever you're trying to get out there, be consistent. Don't be, you know, you know, the social media person one day and then the, then the uh, fashion guy the next day. It's, it's okay to dabble here and there, but, you know, if you're being wish-washy, that's going to be, you know, it's going to come through pretty easily and, and you're not being transparent. I see your uh, on your website today. Uh, your post is "Start a Tribe, Be a Linchpin," talking about uh, the latest book from Seth Godin, which I just downloaded tonight because I saw that uh, I read about it. Um, maybe you and I we should do like a Doctor Anonymous book club or something. Uh, but uh, have you have you started reading that book? And 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 what what have you gotten from that book? Because Seth Godin is just great. I just uh, I read all his stuff, and uh, um, he has a lot of good ways about thinking about business and I try to apply that to my own type of job and work. Absolutely. Um, I'm, I'm a huge Jeff Godin fan. Um, I do read uh, pretty much everything that he puts out and you know, I'll, I'll be critical where, where criticisms do, um, but I, I've gotten a lot out of this. I've, uh, I started reading it, but uh, I, I did not have a lot of time to sit down and read uh, 
per se. So I actually downloaded it and you know from Audible and uh, I started listening to it on my my iPhone while I was plowing plowing the snow and. Right. Uh, the message is is very consistent. I, I wholeheartedly believe in in uh, you know going out there, um, and I, I think by going going out and and uh, leading the path in whatever you believe and uh, you know putting your you know blazing that trail so to say, um, really does take you a long way. Being authentic and you know taking risks, getting it out there, calculated risks at that, and uh, you know, putting it out there. Thus far, uh, there, there's so much in the book um, that uh, it, it's just impossible to talk about in you know five minutes. But yeah, we, sure, we should sure. revisit this and talk about it. But it's it's an amazing Absolutely. amazing uh, book. Yeah, I just uh, um, I, those are the type of books that I kind of gravitate to, and uh, when I'm on the plane or I listen to that type of stuff, and uh, it'd be great to bring it back to 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 uh, only talk about some of this stuff, but kind of see how it applies to to uh, our industry. Uh, so we're coming up. We have six minutes left here, um, and uh, before I let you go, um, do you have any? Any other final thoughts? Anything else that I forgot to ask? Anything? Oh, I did, I did want to ask you one more question, uh, social sure. media question. Um, so there are all these social media uh, sites out there now. Uh, is it possible to be too spread out? Or if you would advise people, are there like three or four social media platforms that you say essentially that you should be on? I mean, is it really kind of like – you know, LinkedIn and Twitter and Facebook. I mean, do you, uh, you, would I be on, on the right track on that? Yeah, I think there is, it, there is um, a, a possibility of being too noisy. Um, but there, there are techniques out there by using services such as ping.fm where you can have a presence on various networks and not spend your entire waking life, you know, engaged in all these areas. You know, uh, sometimes you have to be productive if you're spending all day on Facebook and just responding to people. You're not, you, you may not be getting work done. Um, but putting out valuable information and, and cross-platform, you know, shooting it out through, you know, a service like that, where you can have a presence on BrightKite and and uh, Facebook and Twitter all at the same time, you know, you're doing the work once and, and spreading it out like, you know, over multiple sessions uh, at the same time. That saves you a lot of time. Um, but I agree. I think um, I think there's five main areas. I think number one, everybody everybody should have a blog. Number one for for SEO value, you want to kind of own your your uh, your your digital stamp. And then create outposts, uh, outposts such as Facebook, Twitter, uh, YouTube. Uh, I per personally prefer um, Vidler.com. Um, they're very. It seems like that community is a very tight knit community. As a matter of fact, that's, that's how I, I came across your stuff is uh, through Vidler.com. Um, and then maybe like a Flickr um, for the photographs. And uh, you know, sharing some of your digital and, and videos and stuff like that. Vimeo is also a, a similar service to uh, to Vidler. Um, but th those are those are the ones that I would say. But I, I think everybody should have a blog. Uh, everybody has something to say, and and to some degree, people are, have their own vanity. 
but creating those outposts, you know, it's a great way to interact with one another through uh, and, and see things very quickly through Facebook and some of the other sessions. But uh, yeah, that's that's kind of what my my take is on on social media, at least to start. Cool, cool. Yeah, I definitely have to bring you back. We'll just kind of geek out and just kind of really kind of set in this social, you know, medicine, social media, blogging, podcasting, um, kind of see how, you know, professionals should uh, be in the space, how they should utilize the space both professionally and how to be careful personally. Um, I think that is a whole show in itself. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I would, uh, would certainly welcome that and, uh, I really love the show. Great, great. So before I let you go, uh, is there anything else? Any, any closing thoughts you have have for the, for my audience here tonight? Anything I forgot to to, to ask you, or you'd like to share with us before I let you go? Well, no. I, I, I again, I appreciate being on the show. Um, I, I hope that you know me being on the show brings uh, brings to light that there is a specialty in wound care, and if anybody did have an interest in it that uh, I think you know the Wound Care Education Institute, uh, although they are my employer, are is a fantastic company um, that does it right. They do it for the right reasons. And if you wanted to learn more about it, to to certainly check out WCEI.net. Um, you know, there's upcoming sessions. There's all kinds of resources on on there to learn about wound care. Um, yeah, we are having a, a one-day seminar in California at the end of February, February 25th, um, and uh, and again, the, another session. Actually, the the uh, seminar would be in September, uh, the 23rd through the 25th in Las Vegas. If anybody wanted to drop by there, there's uh, all kinds of sessions going on. And um, you know, if you want to connect with me, don't hesitate to uh, hook up with me on Twitter at uh, at Drew M Griffin or on Facebook, uh, you can look me up there as well. Great, great. So Drew Griffin, WCEI.net, and also DrewMGriffin.com, Twitter at DrewMGriffin. Thanks a lot for being on the show. This has been a good time. I, I, I apologize for waiting so long to bring you on the show, but we had a great conversation at, at PodCamp Ohio, and uh, hopefully yeah, we'll, we'll meet up soon. I'll have to check my calendar to, uh, for that WCEI uh, conference out there in Vegas. That may be a, a good time uh, as well. So, But thank you so much for being on the show. I really appreciate it. Yeah, Doctor, I really appreciate the time, and if you want to come out to, uh, to Las Vegas, uh, we'll, we'll have a good time. <laughs> All right, man. Hey, stay safe out there. And hey, you know, just uh, you know, look out for the snow, you know, and uh, you know, always enjoying those uh, those Facebook uh, videos. There, I need we need more of those. That's it's a good time. <laughs> Thanks a lot. I really appreciate the time. All right. Good night. All right, kids. So uh, that's our show here uh, for uh, this evening. I do want to thank uh, Drew Griffin, clinical wound care specialist, nurse, uh, works. Uh, at the uh, Wound Care Education Institute, WCEI.net. His personal website is DrewMGriffin.com. Follow him on Twitter, Twitter uh, at uh, DrewMGriffin. So uh, that's our show for here uh, tonight. So um, I do want to give a big shout-out to uh, the big uh, EMS crowd out there, Chronicles of EMS. They're going to be uh, premiering their web show there tomorrow night, February 12th, 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. The EMS community is going nuts on this. 
so uh, that's going to be a great show. They're, I think they're going to be doing some live casting out there, too, uh, from the West Coast. So that'll be uh, fun. But my next show will be uh, on uh, Saturday night, February 13th at 9 p.m. Eastern time. I'm going to be talking a little bit more about my distinction today about being named Blog of the Day by a blogger. Very excited about that. We'll also talk about the Olympics that are starting. I think they'll be opening this weekend in Vancouver. Uh, and also, hey, you know, Sunday is Valentine's Day. So <laughs> can you believe that, kids? So... So good night, everybody. Thank you for joining me. I am Dr. Anonymous. You can go to DrAnonymous.com, DrAnonymous.net, DrAnonymous.org to get all you can handle of me. And uh, I will see you Saturday night for show number 146. For those of you having snow out there, hey, be careful out there, kids. See you soon. Good night, everybody.